Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Missy from Burn Bootcamp in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Welcome to the show. How are you today? Thanks, Brooke. I am doing awesome. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the invite and I look forward to talking to you. Super excited at the opportunity to have you here um, on the podcast and to learn more about what you guys do over there. But before we kind of dive into that, can I have a little bit of background as to what it was that ultimately like led to you getting into the industry and uh, opening up some burn boot camps? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I had been in the corporate America for 17-ish years, and I had always had in the back of my mind just an entrepreneurial spirit. I always knew I wanted to do something for myself. So around um, January 2017, I just started researching uh, franchise opportunities, different business opportunities, and stumbled into going to a burn boot camp in um, Richmond, Virginia, where I lived at the time with a coworker, not thinking anything about this might be a franchise that I would get into. I do have a fitness background. Um, so that day, in Feb- it was February um, 23rd, 2017, I walked into Burn Boot Camp, did the workout, and I knew that day that I would do something with Burn Boot Camp. And I was hooked. It brought out my inner athlete. I felt good. Um, I thought everybody should know about this type of feeling. So from that day on, I started my journey in um, conning, I guess I'm going to call conning my husband into letting me do not one location, not two, but three. So um, in September 2017, I ended up signing my franchise agreement. Amazing. I love it. And I like how you said like it it made you feel like you could unleash your inner athlete. I've heard that before. Like a lot of the people that I know who go to a burn, like our previous athletes, like maybe they played field hockey or basketball growing up and like they get to have that high energy boot camp style workout again. Um, I love that. Um, Okay, so for a listener who is not familiar with the franchise, give us your best elevator pitch. Tell us who you guys are, the services that you guys provide, paint a picture for us here. Sure. Um, Burn Bootcamp is it's a boutique fitness concept where like-minded men, women, families come to um, really build strength and build confidence through fitness. So it's um, centered on community. Uh, we have personal training in a group setting. So when you come in, we have 45-minute camps. You come on that floor. We have certified personal trainers that will give you that one-on-one attention in that group setting. So in that group setting, we find that people do more than they would on their own or maybe um, somewhere else just because you have that supportive environment and that supportive camp that's there pushing you along to get more out of you than what you ever would. And so the end result of that is just confidence that pretty much resonates through the rest of your day, the rest of everything that you do in your life, really. Um, it, It doesn't matter whether you've ever worked out in your life or you've worked out for um, 10 years and looking for something more. Um, we have, you know, a, a wide range of people and a wide range of fitness levels in our gym. And we can all do that same workout with that personal trainer on the floor, giving modifications where needed. So everybody feels included. Everybody feels like we're all doing the same thing together. And um, 
and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so. that's so fun. How big is the space? Like how many people can you fit in a class? Um, well, our, our first location is about the whole space is about 5,400 square feet for the building. Um, our workout floor, which is um, much like a gymnastics floor, if you could picture that, it's a proprietary floor that has foam underneath. So it's a more comfortable workout. We can fit, I think that's about 2,100 square feet. Um, and so we could fit a good amount of people on that floor. Um, and then our second location is a little bit bigger. It's about 6,800 square feet. And that workout floor that we all are on together is right around 2,300 square feet. So it's pretty big. Um, we can fit a good amount of people on the floor. I think the most we've ever fit, um, and this is pre-COVID, was uh, 100 people. And we had inside and outside stations for people to work out. So that was probably the most we've ever had. Um, but we average right now anywhere from 10, 10-ish being our small ones to 50 to 60. And that's still comfortable with our space. Okay. And how many classes do you guys offer a day? So we offer eight. Um, we have some in the morning. We have 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 9 and 10. And then we actually close from 11 to 4. And then we open up for um, a 4.30, 5.30, at one location. And the other is um, 4, 5, and 6. So we have options there yeah. for sure. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. Are, are those, are all of those classes busy? Cause I know for me, like first, you know, for the first couple of years, what it seemed like is I would always, always have my 5am and my 6am be packed. Yes. And then I would have like the 7am sometimes packed. Sometimes it was really quiet. The 8am was always generally pretty quiet. And then the nine and 10 were really, really busy. Do you find that your classes are all pretty steady or do you have hours where it's pretty slow? So it depends. In the summer, the 5 a.m. is not so packed. It will be <laughs> a little bit later. You'll see more in the 7 a.m. And then we do an 8 o'clock break, um, not only for our staff, but also during the school year. That's a big best time. And then we come back for 9 and 10. In the summer, that 9 and 10 is absolutely packed. Those are child watch hours where we offer a complimentary child watch. And then um, the 4.30 is absolutely packed. People hit that right after work. And then as you get later in the night, it gets lighter. Um, but definitely those are consistent um, depending on the season. Now, once school's in, like right now, the 5 a.m. is jammed. And we have anywhere from 50 to 60 people in that. And then the 6 a.m. is smaller, 7 a.m. is smaller. And then the 9 and 10 is, is um, um, hit or miss, just depending on if they're school or not. And then yeah. the 4.30 at night always seems to be the bigger. And then as you get later, it, it gets smaller as well. So definitely, yeah. 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 This is kind of a good segue for us into like the next topic that I would like to discuss. And that's like for 85% of the people right now that I've talked to here on the podcast, like our biggest challenge, especially post pandemic is like getting people in the door. Um, we're living in a different world now. So I feel like things have changed drastically. Are you guys like in a position where you're happy with the number of members that you have? Like, do you feel content or are you in a position where you guys do want to get more people in the door and grow? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I'm content and happy in the aspect that we are starting to grow. You know, I, I think that if any, any gym owners were around pre 2020 and, and still around after can, can, um, 
get with me on this is that it's different for sure. Um, we are starting to grow again. It's not the growth rate that it was before COVID, but I think like you said, people are just different and their mindset's a little different. So right. when everybody was shut down, you know, we had restrictions on us until 2021, July of 2021. We still had workout restrictions as far as capacity. Some people, um, you know, were still in masks and it just had a different mindset where I think people got used to doing something different, whether it was at home or in their basement or their garage. And that's just easier. It's easier for your schedule. It's easier to, to work out. And sometimes even easier because someone's not pushing you as hard as what they would. So they're like, Hey, I worked out. Um, and that counts and just getting people's mindset shifted back to coming into the gym, getting pushed hard, um, or harder than they would, you know, at home or in the basement or in the garage. Um, it just getting that mindset back and then also committing. So, you know, I hear a lot, not so much anymore, but, you know, even up to a few months ago, it's like, oh, well, what if something happens again? You know, I don't want to sign a membership. What if this happens? What if that happens? And that that wasn't really a huge deal prior to COVID where people are like, oh, I don't want to be stuck in something in case something happens, you know? And so I think that mindset's a little bit different too. So although we are growing and people are coming back, I think that rate is a little bit slower. So I am happy that we're growing, but I feel like, you know, uh, we could we could still grow. We still have growth goals, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think like for me personally, I can never be content with like just where I'm at. Like I'm that type of person who always wants more for myself um, and for the business. Obviously, I want to be able to help right. more people and impact more lives. That's why we're in this industry. Um, so I love to hear that, like you do have goals that you guys are working towards. What are you actively doing to bring more people in post pandemic? What does that look like for your, for you guys? Um, so for us, you know, lead generation is always top of my mind because you need people in the door. Um, so that's always top of my mind and it's always what we look at trying to get better at. So I did, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I used to do all the Facebook ads and all the paid ads and all the targeting and all of that. Um, I used to do all that until it got to be over my head in terms of my return wasn't where I needed it to be. Things are changing on Facebook. There's different things that, you know, Apple did with their mm -hmm. software on their phone to make, um, make it so that consumers had to opt into your ads. So when it got to be that point, I then turned it over to a marketing agency that does all of that for me and does lead generation and lead follow-up. So, um, so, you know, we, we do a lot with that. I feel like that's really helped us out because, you know, I, I have the mindset that if, if, if you aren't awesome at something, that's okay. You just find somebody on your team that, that can be awesome for you and, and better at it for you. And that's why I went the marketing route to generate leads. Um, but we do have goals in terms of growing a certain amount each year to get to a point where I would love to my first gym to get back to pre-pandemic numbers. Um, and then our second gym opened up in the middle of the pandemic. So, you know, we were pushing just to have 160 members by January of this year, but now we're right over 300. So we do have a good growth there. Um, but I, I'm like you, I always want to, I, I don't like to just sit. I, I do right. want to grow, but also having a little bit smaller numbers than before, um, it allows us to really dive into the current members we do have and start expanding how we are with them and expanding maybe services to, to our current members. So we do have a retention plus a growth plan. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's so exciting to hear. 
Um, now to kind of get, go a little bit deeper, you mentioned something there that kind of stood out to me. And then that was that you realized that the Facebook ads and everything were getting to be like too much for you to handle per, per personally, um, as the business owner. So you outsourced it. Um, and the company that you're working with, they're running the ads for you by the sounds of it. And then they're following up with the leads for you. How has that been so far? Like, what has your experience looked like? Have you gotten a return on the, in that investment yet? Um, kind of would love to hear more about that. Yes. So, um, the, the consulting company that I use each, either each week or every other week, we talk about what the return looks like. So every time somebody clicks on our link to our landing page, we get an email, it's called an expression of interest. So they take that email, they contact the person um, who clicked on and they book them for a camp. And then from there, we look at our cost per lead, our cost per appointment, and then our cost per show. And then from the time they walk into the door, then it's on us. Then we mark whether we, um, got them to stay with us with a membership. And then we come up with a cost per membership. Um, and, and we look at all of those costs. So cost per lead, cost per appointment, cost per member. And we, we look at all that and I, we make sure that we are where we need to be. Is this reach, is this money spent? Well, is this money worth it? Is it because it's expensive to do that. And you have to look at, you know, I'm spending X number of dollars per month, not only for the service, but also for the ads. What am I getting? And you just have to make sure that your membership base and then what you're going to, that increased revenue per month is more than what you're spending on that, that service and that ad um, and the ad cost. So for right now that it is coming out ahead for us, so we're, we're staying with that track as far as generating leads, at least um, electronically that way. So we just have to look at all those costs and those return on investment and on your money that you're spending and then decide if it's worth it, if it's working for you. So it is right now for us. Good. I, I love that. Um, that's, that's really, really exciting to kind of segue right to kind of talk about a few other things today i want to ask you you know from a business standpoint i think there's just as much value in us talking about the things that we're doing that are really working as there is to talk about the bottlenecks and the challenges because if you're facing a bottleneck or a challenge somebody out there who is listening to this podcast is experiencing the same thing so for you what would you consider to be that bottleneck what is that challenge that you that kind of keeps you awake at night you're still trying to figure out what to do about it yeah I don't know if this is gonna count but this is my number one <laughs> thing that keeps me up at night um I think the workforce has changed a lot I think not only did COVID change members coming in but it also changed um just the mentality of the work and type of work that people want to do. So that's my number one challenge is hiring the right people and getting them in the right seat to do what we need to do to provide the service that we have a standard for. You know, our standard is when people walk in the door, we change the atmosphere of their day. We change their attitude. We change everything about their day coming in. We treat them like royalty. That's our goal. And you have to be service oriented to be able to do that for 
three camps in a row or five camps in a row. It's a lot of energy and it's a lot of service orientation that you have to have about yourself and to find people now who I'm not saying they're not out there, but who are willing to give that and then to be here um, to work um, is more difficult than it was before. Um, I think, I think a lot of people are, are, or more people now so than before look for things they can do from home, things they can do that would be part-time or when they want to um, and how they want to, which is fine. That's I feel like that's been more of a shift since COVID as well. So what keeps me up at night is finding enough people with the same core values that we wanna keep here at Burn Bootcamp and getting them in the right seat. That's what keeps me up. I don't yeah. know if anybody else is like that, but that's that's my number one of above and beyond everything else. Because if you've got the right people in the right seats, then you can do the things you need to do and want to do and go above and beyond on your normal plan and um, and make that difference for somebody. So when they do come in and take a camp with us, they're like, oh my gosh, I don't care what it costs. I don't care how far I have to drive. This is awesome. And you need you need the right people in the right seats in order to have your members feel like that. Yeah. What, like, what are some of the positions that you have, have, like, have you created positions for your staff or, um, you know, is this something that comes from the franchise? Like, how have you gotten people in the right seat? Like, what has that journey looked like? That's a very long journey. Um, I would like to say that our franchise did have that structure coming into the franchise, but um, for me, at the time I entered the business, it did not. Um, I think right now, if you were a new franchisee, you would get more structure for sure. Um, but building out positions was something that I ended up doing on my own. And yes, I have created certain positions. One example is um, I do have an operations manager who happened to be or happened to get her CPT. Okay. And she wasn't training for us, but ended up doing that because trainers are super important and she's good. And so we had to make a hybrid type of role where she does operations, but she also trains camps for us. So that was something that I didn't have in my mind um, in the beginning, but I ended up creating because good trainers are really difficult to find. Trainers who really care about the benefits of someone else um, are, are hard to find, I think, or I have, I have experienced and she has that. So we created that role for her. And we've done that a couple of times with other employees who have gotten their CPT and um, loved the brand and have other roles. So it was more of a hybrid role. Um, but I try in doing that, try to not give them too many things because I try to also go off the skill set. You know, some people have a couple of great skill sets when you ask them to do five and six different types of things, it starts to kind of get, you know, not everything's getting done. So I try to keep that operations and training and try to, you know, keep that in those two lanes the best I can for sure. Yeah, that's very, very important. Um, okay. So my next question for you is like, if I were to hand you a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for <laughs> your business came true what would that picture look like for you um gosh that's a great question a magic wand to get anything i want for my business um for me like i said what keeps me up at night is a fully operational staff which we don't have right now we're kind of skeleton um it would be that it would be 
being able to take that magic wand and get all the roles that I envision to make the brand move forward and to offer that camp experience that we we commit to every single day. It would be a full team, fully on board, fully engaged, fully committed, ready to change lives. That would be my magic wand for sure. So what do you have to do to make that happen? Like make that <laughs> reality and not just a magic wand? Um, you know, if I had that answer, um, I, I don't know if anybody has that answer. I would love, love to know what that is. Um, I can tell you things that we've done to try to get that full, um, full team. You know, we've used recruiters. Um, I, I've been told we've used a couple of different recruiters and they're very expensive, but I've been told we're in a tough area um, for recruiting. We're just south of DC. So a lot of people live in our area. It's a little bit cheaper to live in our area and drive up to DC for bigger jobs that pay more and then they'll drive back home an hour. Um, so we do have that obstacle, I think. Um, so, you know, we've, we've tried a couple of recruiters. We've tried um, come, getting out of our um, out of our gym and going into the community, doing job fairs. We've tried, you know, doing um, uh, events at our gym. You know, we, we have a standing Google Doc in our member Facebook members pages. Uh, have you ever thought about joining our team if they ever want to have more information on any child watch team or our burn ambassadors or trainers they fill out that form so we've tried different areas i mean and we're always trying to come up with different ways and always looking at our members like oh gosh you know they could be a really great trainer let's ask if they've ever thought of that um and and you know th those have been our efforts thus far so um you know if there's anything outside of that you know that that you you know about you know, owning your own gym, that would be awesome to hear. But, um, you know, if I had that answer, I would, I'd be, I guess I'd be set. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask you too, like, what do you foresee like your role looking like as this business continues to evolve and scale? That's a great question. Um, our brand is one that I feel like I, I need to have my hand in, be seen in the gyms, um, you know, not all the time, but I, I love to know members. I love members to know me. Um, right now, I'm more in the day-to-day -day than what I would like to be. Um, like this morning, I trained, you know, our 5, 6, and 7 a.m., um, and that's fine. I like to connect with members like that, and I love to train. I am certified, um, but... I'm too much day to day, you know, I want to be able to step outside and work on the business and look at how I can grow from a business perspective and not be in the day to day of like, you know, okay, what's the schedule look like? Um, what do we need in child watch? What, what's the desk doing? Although those things are important. I have people that monitor that and I have to let them do their job in that way. So if I were to evolve myself at this point, it's, and, and I have an aspiration to, be able to step outside more and work on the business. And then if I'm not here, that nothing really changes. You know, if I can step out for a week or two, the gym still operates as it would if I was there, that would be awesome. So that okay. is something that I do strive for, for sure. That, that's huge, right? If we're so yeah. up in the day-to-day -day of the operation, like we're not going to have the opportunity that we need in order to be able to grow and scale the actual business itself. 
Um, right. And so I think that it's very valuable for you to kind of, you know, as things continue to grow and evolve, be able to take those like steps away where it's like today, you know, I'm going to focus on this. If the gym needs me, you know, it's a few miles down the road. I can, right. I can go there, but I'm um, just being able to step out. Um, and then that gives you the opportunity to work on other things um, as well and spend time with your family and all the important stuff. So um, I appreciate your insight today. I want to give you a second here to shout out your social media work and our listeners go if they're interested and in following you guys online and, you know, um, watching your journey. Absolutely. So you can go to burnbootcamp.com where you can search any location that you're looking for. So if you're traveling, look up a burn boot camp. You can search Fredericksburg West and Fredericksburg South. Those are our two locations off of the burnbootcamp.com website. And then on Instagram, burn Fredericksburg West VA and burn Fredericksburg South VA. Awesome. Excited to check it out. Thank you so much for being here today, Missy. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you would like to join us here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Laura from The Coop out of Scottsdale, Arizona. Hey, Laura. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Um, really, really excited to have you on to see, you know, what the value that you're going to be able to add to our listeners. So, you know, before we really dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run the coop, first, tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you want to start the gym in the first place. Absolutely. So the coop's been around for about a year and a half. So we're still, you know, a little bit newer when it comes to the gym space. Uh, we had just a group of friends actually working out in our garage, um, all experienced CrossFitters had been doing this for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. During COVID, obviously things were weird. People were working out in different places and um, you know, we just kind of looked at each other, another friend of mine and my husband and I looked at each other and we're like, Hey, let's, let's make this a thing. Let's give these folks yeah. a home. And, and we decided to do it. So um, I've been in the fitness industry uh, I actually started CrossFitting a little over probably 10 years ago. I don't know. I, it's been a while, so it's hard to, hard to remember back. Um, but, you know, the way I got into it, I was, you know, just a normal gym rat going to, you know, regular conventional gym. And mm -hmm. I had a friend who had tried CrossFit and I was like, oh, I don't like the classes. I don't like structure. I like doing my own thing. And yeah. they did a ladies night because there are, were not many females in CrossFit at the time. Mm -hmm. And so they did this ladies night, brought everyone in, said, oh, you know, join for this great deal. And I was like, okay, fine. You know, I'll give it a try. Yeah. And um, as you can imagine, within 
you know, a couple of weeks, I was, I was hooked, <laughs> uh, realized really quickly that what I was doing in a conventional gym um, was not anywhere compared to like the fitness level that I could be strength wise, <laughs> conditioning, mm-hmm. everything else. So it just allowed me to take my fitness really to the next level. Uh, about eight years ago, I became a coach. And uh, so, you know, kind of rest is history from there. I just yeah. um, have a strong passion for fitness, nutrition, just healthy overall lifestyle. So it, it just fit really well. Yeah. Okay. I, I think that's a really cool, cool story. Um, I mean, where did like your passion for fitness and nutrition and lifestyle, did it come from you becoming stronger, becoming stronger and getting into better shape? You know, I think it's always been there to a point, uh, the active lifestyle, at least, you know, played sports my whole life, um, very active. You know, mm-hmm. there's never been a time that I, I don't think I've, you know, been outside of a gym, you know, not like, oh yeah, you know, there was a couple of years there that I didn't work out. That was, that was never me. I was, I was always very consistent in there. Um, <clears throat> I didn't really dial in my nutrition until later in life, um, probably, you know, college-ish, but, you know, in high school and stuff, I was, you know, eating, drinking Diet Coke and, yeah. you know, eating Skittles as a good snack. So, you know, I think back to that. I'm like, okay, how much better could I have performed if I was fueling my body properly? And so I started in college to become a little bit interested in it. And then after college, that's where, um, you know, I really started researching and I've been through, you know, the different things, the macros, the things like that. And really, you know, I think it's different for everyone. You kind of test what your body needs, but I realized, Mm -hmm. you know, the overall theme is like, if you can eat clean, your body will perform better. And so it was just kind of testing that and, and getting more into that and doing more research on that, that just yeah. became something that was like, okay, like this is not as complicated. You know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people overcomplicate nutrition yeah. yes. and I realized, you know, if I can really like dumb it down and make it very simple for people, I, yeah. I can pass that word on without them feeling like they're, you know, overwhelmed and stressed about it and everything else. And you can still enjoy your food. You know, I'm not asking you to literally sit there in front of a bag of kale and, and snack on it. You know, there's a lot of options there. So, so yeah, I just, um, you know, I think that that's one of the great things with having a gym is, is you can kind of hit people on all those levels, you know, that's great that I can help you with what you're doing inside the gym, but can I also help you with what you're doing outside the gym? Yes, because I need the average person may work out three to six hours a week. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing those other 162 hours? A lot of hours, a lot of hours left. Yeah, Yeah, and that that makes a really big, big difference. So at the Coop, like, what is the model um, that you guys are using and what services are you providing? So our general motto is just leave better. You'll see that in our hashtags, everything else, because, you know, I don't care if you're the person that is getting off the couch for the very first time in your life, you know, and you've got a bag of potato chips that you just left behind, or mm-hmm. if you are an experienced athlete that's trying to get your next PR or up your game, I think that everyone can leave a little bit better every day. As long as you show up and do the work and commit to it, you can leave better. And that's what I, I love to see. I love to see the results, whether it's someone just feeling better, looking better, whatever it is that's important to them, hitting that lift, um, yeah. you know, maybe it's just showing up. Maybe it's just literally walking in the door is is their first accomplishment, which it is for a lot of people, and then yeah. coming back the next day and the next day. So, you know, I also want them 
to enjoy the process and and have fun doing it because let's be real if you go in and it's just this relentless grind and you're forcing yourself to go in every day there's going to yeah. come a point where you lose that motivation yeah so we try to have a really fun environment a very supportive environment where mm -hmm. you know great community is always a conversation in crossfit i think that's kind of one of the the things that draws so many people to CrossFit gyms is yeah. that they've got this community of people backing them um, that also, you know, have fun at the gym, but also have fun outside the gym. So, okay. you know, okay. trying to do different events and have fun. We did, you know, com sometimes community like last weekend, we had a blood drive, um, you know, this next weekend, we're all going to the farmer's market, just, just constantly things that also, you know, kind of keep with that mindset too. Um, yeah. But for what we offer, um, we are traditional CrossFit gym. So we have our CrossFit classes every day. Uh, we also offer uh, HIT classes called okay. Burn. That's something that we just more recently added. And then we offer mobility classes because mm -hmm. I think that that is just, you know, the, the stretching and recovery is, is just important as, as doing the work if you want to keep going every day. Yes, got to train hard. You got to recover harder. Yep, absolutely. Okay, that's pretty cool, that mobility aspect, especially. Um, how many members do you guys serve? We have about 50 members. 50 members. Okay. So um, this is one of my favorite questions that I ask, you know, gym owners, because, like, in order to make money, you have to get people in the door. So how do you guys go about finding new clients? Like, do you have certain systems around it? Like, what are you doing to get people in the door? Yeah, so... Obviously, there's a multitude of things. I don't think that there's any one thing that's the magic answer, even though so many gyms, you know, are looking for that magic button. Um, for us, we've done, obviously, member retention is really important, and we want those members to be happy so they tell their friends. Um, so word of mouth is always important. Um, getting really organized on the back end. Um, we have a business coach that's been great. Um, really one of the things that we've been working on a lot this year is member follow-up. So it's not just that you, you join and then, then, you know, it's like, okay, good luck. So there's a, a lot of follow-up in there. Um, even for interested people that, yeah. that just show a little interest, um, you know, maybe they're not ready today, but they could be ready in a week or a month or six months. Um, you know, depending, you know, life, life gets in the way a lot of the times. So just being consistent with those people. Um, we have done the ads in the past, the Facebook, Instagram ads, um, had some success with those. Uh, we may try those again as it gets a little closer to the new year, um, just because of timing. Obviously, you know, holidays and things like that are, are a little tough. Um, and I think the biggest thing that we've done lately is kind of pivot our model a little bit. So we added those hit classes about a month ago now. And it was just a, I would say, acknowledgement that of two things. One, CrossFit is not for everyone. And two, that the term CrossFit has become very intimidating. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think it's been that way for a little while. You know, they, they tune into ESPN and watch the CrossFit games and they're looking at these girls and they're like, oh, yeah. Lord, um, <laughs> that, that I don't, I either don't want to look like that or I, that scares me or that girl, you know, whoa. Um, and, you know, as athletes, we're very inspired by those people. But for somebody that hasn't tried this, it can be very intimidating. So yeah. we've started offering um, a hit class. So 
uh, a lot less uh, the barbell and things like that. So we're, we kind of use it as two. One, if if that's what you want to do from here on out, great. If if that's a better fit for you, more body weight, less impact, mm-hmm. um, then then do it. Um, also, we kind of hope it's a little bit of a gateway drug where you you know you finish up your class and you're watching that CrossFit class that's right after you and you're going, oh wow. That'd be kind of cool. And as they get a little bit stronger and feel a little bit better, they can kind of say, oh, you know, I'd like to try that. And and we'll let them try a couple of CrossFit classes and and just see how they like it. And I think a lot of them are surprised like, oh, you know, I, you hear things like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought. I'm like, <laughs> we've, been, we've been trying to tell you, you know, there yeah. we we get very careful, you know, our coaches are really meticulous about scaling and the proper movements and everything else. So we try to remove that intimidation factor, but getting them in the door is so key. And that hit mm-hmm. is allowing us to get people in the door that maybe wouldn't have walked in the door. You yeah, know? I think that's cool. Cause like, I definitely agree with you that that intimidation factor when it comes to CrossFit, but it sounds like you got, you guys are doing a good job of getting people in the door so that they can actually see what it is for themselves, yep. you know? Absolutely. So with everything that you're doing, you know, the word of mouth, just kind of being more organized on the back end and, you know, adding in those hit classes, how many people is that bringing to your door every month? Um, so we are, we're a smaller space. So on purpose, we kind of keep um, our membership down um, a little bit because it, it is something that obviously everyone wants new members all the time. But mm-hmm. we also, you know, what our goal is, is we'll probably add more classes because we want to keep our classes smaller because we really like that um, as much coaching as possible. You know, if you can feel like you're getting that attention, if you're in a class of 30 people, that's great. That works for a lot of gyms. For Mm -hmm. our gym, we wanna keep those classes a little bit smaller. Um, We actually had a great month last month. Um, We had, I think it was 13. We usually try to get about 10 a month. Um, You know, the funny thing with Scottsdale is it's become a very transient city. Um, We have, it used to be that, you know, everyone came here because they were all tired of uh, the snow and cold. And mm-hmm. you still are getting people coming here in drones. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you also have a lot of people leaving, which has, okay. has been an interesting concept. Um, so, you know, the good news with our membership is is most people that come stay around. Um, but uh, we've had uh, actually a decent amount of people that have that have left town, gone back to the Midwest or yeah. whatever else. Um gotten transferred for work. And I think that's also the reality when you have members kind of in the thirties and, um, you know, early forties range that those Mm -hmm. kind of things happen. So, so yeah, it's, but it's, um, it's been, it's been a good consistent, um, you know, we started to see that consistency over Mm -hmm. the last couple of months as we've really gotten everything, everything more dialed in in our processes. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Um, so something that you did say earlier is that you do a pretty good job with the retention every month. Mm-hmm. So, cause I mean, retention starts like from when you first meet somebody, that's Absolutely. what I do. So when you first get a lead in, what is that sales process and that client journey like? So our first step is that we actually sit down and meet with them. So instead of just throwing them into their first class, um, and saying, you know, Hey, here's a free class, like check us out, see if you like us. We, we actually have a meeting with them. Um, and that meeting is going to look different based on their experience. Um, we'll talk to them about their goals. You know, why did, why did they click on that form? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why did they, why did, what made them 
Google CrossFit near me, whatever it was. Um, so we really try to understand what their goals are. And then once we know that, we're sharing that with our coaching staff too, because I think that that um, allows us a little more customized approach to our members. So we know from day one, like so-and-so is trying to lose weight. This person's trying to lift more. You know, this person's been CrossFitting for three years, but took six months off. Uh, you know, things, things that are important to know. Yeah. Um, and then we get them in uh, to the, the week. And at the end of that week, um, their membership starts automatically. So um, obviously it's, it's no commitment to get them in, but I think they, they really want to get the most out of that week to make sure it's good for them. So unlike some that just to, okay, um, you know, do a couple of classes and see if you like, it, and they'll do one and then won't come for another four days because um, they're sore, whatever else. I think they're really trying to get the most out of that week. Mm -hmm. And then it, it's just checking in, you know, it's as simple as like, you did your first class. Hey, how was it? How did it go? I'm sure you're sore. That's normal because a lot of them, I feel like maybe won't come back for a day or two because they're like, oh my gosh, I can't, you know, I can't sit on the couch <laughs> right now. Um, so just the general check-ins and then, then the check-ins after that uh, and making sure that they know about the different community events and things we're doing. Hey, are you coming to the farmer's market? Hey, are you um, coming, doing the turkey wad um, on Thanksgiving, whatever else, and making sure that they feel very included because yeah. and when you come into a community of people, as much as it's welcoming, it's also a little intimidating because you're kind of on the outside. So we want them to um, come and, and join and, and feel very welcome from the beginning so mm -hmm. that they want to say, oh, you guys are all going, you know, after Friday workout, you're all going to happy hour. Awesome you should come along. And yeah. so I think it's just that, you know, kind of embedding them in the community and then following up on those goals too. Um, so, you know, how did this go? You know, uh, the initial, like if weight loss is a goal for them, we've got the body fat, you know, we're going to test their body fat and get them on the scale right away so that they can mm -hmm. actually, because a lot of times, a lot of times you don't see your own results. We are always our own biggest critic. That's so, true. you know, I know for me, I, I am six months postpartum with twins. So wow. it is like, there are, there are moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I, am I ever going to get back there? Yeah. And then somebody else is like, oh, wow. It looks like you, you know, are doing great on this or lost weight or whatever else. And I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I have. Okay. Thanks. And so, you know, I feel like when you've got those, those numbers there where you say, okay, great. Hop back on the scale. Let's see. And you're like, oh, you've lost five pounds. They're like, oh, wow. I had no idea. That's so great. And it, it gets them motivated to keep coming and, and do more. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you, you, you've done a really good job of learning how to connect with your members and actually show them that, you know, you truly care about the goals that you're working towards, which is pretty cool. Yep. So do you have a team like other trainers that are helping you guys out? Um, are you doing like most of the selling or delegating? So I, I personally do, um, most of the back end. Um, then uh, I have, again, there's three of us, my husband and I, and then our partner, um, our partner does a lot of the front end, like the initial meetings gotcha. with the folks. Okay. So I'll, I'll do kind of the initial setup, make sure they're good to go. He'll meet with them, um, do that initial meeting, goals, everything else. He'll share that with our staff and mm -hmm. make sure that everyone has that information. 
um, then I also note that information, then I'm the one doing the follow-ups after that. Gotcha. So, so, and I always like, it, I think it's really important to have your coaches involved too and, yeah. and kind of progress reports from them. So mm -hmm. especially in that free week, like I want to know every day, okay, Joe came back in today. He did great. And then I can be very specific too in my follow-ups like, Hey, I heard you, I heard you killed it today. Oh, I heard you did your first, you know, whatever movement that he hadn't done before. We usually don't um, have him touch the barbell right in the beginning, but whatever it is that maybe he's never done before yeah. and really feel like, Hey, you know, so-and-so said that you did, did really well today and finish that workout in the time cap, like awesome job, things like that. Yeah. That communication, that communication, yep. is definitely key, especially amongst, um, uh, just making sure everybody's included by mm -hmm. your coaches. So, um, how are you guys keeping track of things? Like you have like a system in place to track who's coming in, who's leaving attendance, things like that. Yeah. So we use the Wattify software for once they're a member, <clears throat> um, Everyone checks into every class and, you know, even if they don't want to put their score in, the coach still checks them into class because I think it's really important for me to be able to see, oh, so-and-so hasn't been in this week. Um, you yeah. know, I'll follow up with them or um, we see, see what's going on. Um, as far as like the initial, <clears throat> we are working it, we're just getting into a CRM tool, which is very exciting. It's going to make my my life much easier, um, but I, I'm, I'm kind of old school in a lot of things. So I've got my Excel spreadsheet and I've got their name and notes on them. And, uh, you know, have I done this follow-up and, you know, what did we talk about and things like that. So, um, you know, moving in the CRM will, will make things a little more automated, but I also have yeah. that aspect of me that I don't want things to be too automated. Like I want them, to, I don't want them to feel like they're getting a text message that five other people got. I want them to feel like, you know, I'm texting them and yeah. and they're they're an individual as well. So I think there's kind of that balance between systematizing and, and convenience and and having that personal touch. Yeah, absolutely. No, still finding ways to include that personal touch definitely helps people feel more a part of the community and also, you know, like they're special. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the future for you guys, for the coop. Yeah. Where do you see yourself, um, let's say three years from now? I know you said like right now you guys are at 50 members. Are you looking to grow and expand and impact more people? Yeah, I mean, I obviously any any gym wants to grow more. Um, like I said, the more we grow, the more we'll be able to add different classes uh, because what the way that we kind of set this up is we really want the profits to go back into the gym so you know more members equals new equipment or you know new weights whatever it is um, we get a lot of feedback uh, we usually do a survey kind of towards the end of the year like what would you like to see um, anything that we can do better uh, you know we're always looking for feedback on things like that um, mm -hmm. I would say we probably have a capacity um, of I would say 70 or so uh, 70 to 80. Uh, so we do have, we do have that cap of like, can classes get, you know, we don't want classes to get too big and, um, you know, will you have reservations for classes, things like that, that we'll get to, but yeah, I would say that's kind of our sweet spot, um, <clears throat> is to get to that larger member count, um, right. that we can, we can even invest more than we are right now back into the gym. 
uh, you know, do more events and, and things like that. So it's, it's definitely, you know, that's, that's my goal. Even, even, you know, month to month, it's not even like, I don't, I don't really look a year, two years down the road, you know, I'm trying to say, okay, what can I do now? What can I do this month? That's going to be impactful. Um, so, you know, it's very much, obviously it's, it's a fluctuating business with gyms. Um, you know, you get into the holidays, not many people are joining gyms, mm. it's very busy time, things like that. So right now we're really ramping up for the new year. Um, so it just, you know, different times a year uh, requires different, um, different tactics. Gotcha. Okay. So we're almost at a pretty good place to wrap things up. Just a few more questions here. Some of my favorite questions, actually. Um, yeah. If you, knowing what you know now, what advice would you have given yourself when you first started your journey? First started opening when I opened the gym. Yes. Yeah. I think that um, I would have had the systems in place from the beginning uh, that I have today. And it's hard because you open a gym and there's really no guidance. Like maybe, you know, somebody who owns a gym that can give you a little bit of input, but you're very much on an island. So I think I would have taken the time before we ever started to get all these systems. So I think if I like use the CRM from day one, okay. that um, it would just have been a more automatic process instead of, okay, now I have to put all these people in there and I need to learn it and everything else. So I think having those systems in place um, of exactly what you want to do. Okay. This is how I want to bring people in the door. This is the follow-up I want to do with them. Um, I would probably have that just in place so it's consistent. So it doesn't matter if you join, you know, in month one or year two, you're really going to have that experience. And I think things evolve, you know, you evolve with the times, but I think that that would be, you know, the systems in place from the beginning is really important. Okay. So systems like the CRM and anything else specifically? Um, just really getting to know the ins and outs of whatever software you're using. So you can run reports because reporting will tell you a lot, whether it's, you know, what retail items sell well for you or what class is your most popular. And that that's going to help you um, continue to grow. So, you know, oh, we sell a lot of shirts. We sell a lot of, you know, fit aid, whatever it is. Okay. Let's stock more of that. Let's, let's do more of this. Um, you know, Monday seems to be our most popular day. What can we do? to, you know, maybe do we add another class? Like Friday for us, we added noon class because that was one of the requests. So things just, yeah. you know, getting getting constant feedback from your members, they, they are your clients, obviously. So just, um, you know, always, always being open to that, but also really having a really good pulse on your business in general. Okay. So as you guys continue to grow and expand a little bit, how do you see that impact impacting your, like your life in a, in a positive way? I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like I'm, I'm helping people. <laughs> like that's, it's really like, it's, it's very rewarding for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I live, a, I lead a very busy life. Um, mm -hmm. I have three kids, three and under, uh, you know, I have, I, another job as well. It's, it's a lot, there's always something going on and that's my personality is to, to always be busy too. Mm -hmm. But you know, when I'm, when I'm focusing on that gym and when I'm there and um, watching people get those results and, you know, 
get comfortable and everything else, it's just very rewarding for me. You know, I yeah. feel like, okay, this, this is why we did this. This is why we opened this gym. Obviously being a small business owner, there's a lot of tough days. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a slow start. You know, I, very few small businesses are like, okay, we're two months in and, and just rocking and rolling. You know, it, you, you have to get to know a lot of the stuff and it takes a little bit of time, but mm -hmm. every person that's walked in that door, we know we've impacted in some way. And, and that's, that makes it all worth it. Yeah. Very well said, very well said. So, um, pretty good place for us to wrap up here, but before we head out, where can we find you? Yeah. So, um, on Instagram, we are probably most active on Instagram. It's the coop CrossFit COOP, like a chicken coop. You'll see our big rooster on there. Um, then um, the same on Facebook and our website is just thecoopcrossfit.com. Um, so you can check us out any of those places, check our, um, check our social media, probably Instagrams are our best bet. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much, Laura. Uh, we definitely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish down the road. So thank to everyone who tuned out, tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph. And joining me on the show is Mike from My Life in Derby, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show, Mike. How are you doing today? Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. 100%. I'm very excited to have you here to learn about you know your gym facility. But before we dive into the nitty-gritty and the business side, you know when you first established your gym facility what was the vision you had in mind for it for like the long term yeah so i'll, I'll be honest when I, when I first established the facility that i'm in right now my only real thought was getting out of the um getting out of the gym that i was working in not because it was a bad place to be but um prior to that in lockdown i was working at a commercial gym mm -hmm. and then from there i uh, rented a room that was like an empty office space during covid when that first happens that went and then I was at a, um, uh, an independent gym. The guy there uh, was great, but I think once you've had your own space, you really sort of crave having control over your environment. So I was there for about three or four months and I started looking for a different space. 
Um, and that's when I got the place that I'm in now. So that was January 2021. And mm -hmm. like I said, like at that time, it was just about sort of having my own space, having the autonomy and yeah. going from there. And it was it was pretty small. Like it, it still is smaller, but I've, I've managed to expand. And I did that in about June time. But when I got it, it was only about 300 square foot. So you're talking like the size of a garage. Yeah. Enough to have all the essentials there, you know, squat rack, cable machine, uh, dip bar, free weights, bars, you know, uh, Olympic weights, all, all the basic stuff that you need. Mm -hmm. um, and then in June 21, uh, my next door neighbor uh, at, at the facility I was at, because it was like a row of offices where I rent, um, he said that he was leaving and he said, do you want to, do you fancy extending the gym? And I was like, oh man. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, and then, you know, when you sit with a decision and you're like, my partner was like really wise and she was like well if it went and you didn't do it how would you feel exactly and I, was like, I was like all right oh. i gotta do it now and then as soon as as soon as she uttered those words i was like i'd be gutted i'd be absolutely yeah. gutted and she's like well you know what you need to do then so wall came down in between and then i've extended in which now means that i can open myself up for uh, semi-private so like small group pt and also to do some classes as well so uh, that's the um that's been me so far um and yeah that's that's about it really awesome <laughs> so sounds like a good pass in terms of you know experience in the gym world and then you decided to you know branch out from you know the big gym and then the office space and the independent and get your own that's awesome so in terms of that you know when someone asks you about your gym business what do you tell them like what kind of people do you serve what kind of services do you offer to them Mm. Yeah, it, it varies a little bit, um, I guess. But I, I'd say that I'm not a body transformation coach. I don't offer six, 12-week transformations generally to people. Um, if someone comes to me and they want to work on that stuff, sure, we'll figure out a plan. But really, what, what I'm trying to get into with people is trying to change the long-term behavior around food and fitness. Okay. And I think if, that was, if, you know, if there was a mission statement for my life, that would be it. Um, you know, improving, changing people's behavior around those things. And, you know, those kind of things can take time, but it, it's generally about if, if you came to me and you said, what is my life about and how would it serve me? I'd, be, I'd say to you that, you know, we want to change. I mean, if you're having some problems, because everyone mm -hmm. roughly knows what they should eat, but no one does yeah. it. That's a really big cliche, isn't it? In right. the fitness industry. Human behavior. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the question would be, well, why don't you do that? And, you know, sometimes it's accountability, sometimes it's motivation, sometimes it's education. Mm -hmm. Those three things is what I try and, you know, pride myself on and talk to my clients about. And over time, you notice those, you know, behaviors change and, that, and that's really satisfying. So I don't okay. know if that answers the question, but that's what I'd, that's Yeah. What I'd so say. really like a strong emphasis on the nutrition side with the training. So Absolutely. what kind of people do you serve? Is it predominantly male, female? What's the age groups there? Um, so I'd, I'd say I've got about a 75% um, to 25% women to men split. So majority women, so three quarter women. Uh, within that, um, I guess the two kind of age ranges are, and if you want to type, if you want to put in sort of like character types mm -hmm. um, or personality types would be sort of the 25 to 35 year olds, um, quite busy, maybe quite, you know, sort of image conscious, that kind of so thing. So kind of like working people? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Working people, busy, you know, want to keep on top of their, their looks and, um, and yeah, you know, look after their aesthetics and stuff like that. And then on, on the other side, you're sort of talking between sort of like 45 to 55, 60, um, you know, going into uh, maybe going into perimenopause, noticing some changes, um, you know, kind of lost their mojo a little bit, really want to sort of get back into, you know, get back to feeling good. That's something I hear a lot, you know, get back to feeling how they did maybe sort of five, 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and they're either two, um, I, I'd say two target groups that we sort of 
um, with, with the marketing and stuff, that's who I'm trying to talk to predominantly, mm -hmm. I'd say. Okay, awesome. So it really sounds like you take a holistic approach here. You know, it's nutrition and fitness, but it's for not only the working class, but also for the older people who may have some health things going on, right? Is that correct? 100%, yeah. So I, I, you know, I believe that when you go after the stuff that's affecting your health, Aesthetic, you know, aesthetic things come by default um, a lot of the time. So it's always good to have a health-based goal and an aesthetic-based goal. So yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. That's absolutely right. Awesome, cool. So with those things being said, how many you know clients do you currently have at your studio that you're working with on a daily to weekly basis? Yeah, so I've got 28 clients active at the moment, which is um, which is good. The goal within the next few months is to get that to 40. And then I'd be looking at trying to get a staff member on board. So that's in terms of the business, that's the, um, you know, four to six month plan, if you like, so okay. the short to medium plan. Um, so try and get that to 40 and then look at a, yeah, another coach to come in to take some of the, um, some of the load off. But yeah, at the moment it's about 28. Um, I'm doing roughly sort of 30 hours a week coaching. Mm -hmm. um, I used, uh, when I was working at the corporate gym, it was like 40, 45 sometimes. So I've yeah. been, well trained. I feel like so many of your listeners will be in that same position where they're just like slugging out on the, you know, on the corporate. Gym. They are but, grinding you know, in the corporate world. In the fitness yeah, yeah. yeah. I did that for about four years whilst I was also studying at the weekends as well. So I'd be doing that in the week and then in the classroom. All so you're weekend working well. like 50, 60 hours actually with the fitness stuff and the studying, yeah. right? <laughs> I was asleep for a bit of the studying. I think I was just like exhausted. So. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think doing that though, I think when you go, I think if you, it's all good stuff. And I think if you, if you do those 40, you know, if you're doing 35, 40 hours a week, it will really put you in good stead for when you, when you're doing your own thing, cause you do need that discipline, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think it really, it really put me in a good place um, to be doing my own stuff. But yeah, 100%. at the moment, it's about, yeah, it's about 30 hours a week at the moment. Um, still looking to grow. I'm a glutton for it, but yeah, I think when it gets to about 40, so that 40, 45 hour mark, I'll be looking at getting another coach on board to take on some. Awesome. Yeah. So right now, 28 goal in four to six months is 40 and then potentially bring on a new trainer as well. So you can handle that inflow of new people. That's awesome. So in terms of your members, like, like member this right now, what do you currently do to get those people through the door? Like what kind of marketing channels do you mainly utilize? So, so if we're talking about, so let's go for the, like, the paid marketing stuff first. So I'm really lucky that my wife's a marketing, <laughs> marketing expert. So mm -hmm. It can be tricky working with your wife, but it absolutely has, you know, has a lot of benefits because the insight that she's got in terms of sort of a, a initially nailing those, you know, what I touched on earlier with those personality profiles. So you actually know what your marketing is doing. Like, yeah. are you actually, talking to you the know, person? your ICP, your ideal client profile. So you're able to exactly. target them better. Yeah, exactly. Like, do you know who you're talking to? Because for a long time, I was just making posts with me in mind. And mm -hmm. I think that's something that a lot of people do is like, well, I find that interesting. So everyone else will find that interesting. But, uh, you know, you need to really sit down with those things and make sure that you're actually targeting the people that you want to attract, not yourself. And I think that's something that I definitely did um, when I've spoken to other trainers as well. I think that's something that they do because, yeah, that's, that, you know, you're just going to think that way, I suppose. So in terms of the paid stuff, we, do, we run ads on Facebook and we mm -hmm. try and do those, like I say, with those people in mind. Um, we started to do more recently. And yeah, and, you know, I think with marketing, you, you definitely, with the paid stuff, you definitely play around with it. And, you know, sometimes it's forms on Facebook, sometimes it's links to the website, you know, seasonally, you got to think where, where, you know, where are people at at the moment? So um, a good example is that we ran an ad recently and it was pretty hard hitting and it was probably a bit much 
for now because it was like it was quite like yeah you know take control of your health and do this and do that and uh, it got no it got clicks on the website but after that every it completely tanked oh, so wow, you, go okay. back, you go back to the drawing board and you think okay so right now um you know there's like recession glooming people are cautious so it's like how do you make something sort of non-committal because you know when you get someone in front of you it's it's much easier to try and get them on board with what you're doing obviously uh, you know until that point it's really hard um because you're just one out of many gym people so we went for something called a free health mot and that's okay. that's really running at the moment so um and that was a form on facebook so people just fill out the details and i give them a call and it's less it's less than long commit one actually when you have something like that everyone said oh what's that health mot and it's like well it's just an hour for you mm-hmm. to address any concerns that you have and then it, and then you give them a few examples and then because i know the target audience that it's going to it's the menopausal women for this one mm-hmm. um you just say it's like oh you know if you're having any sort of menopausal symptoms or if you've got joint pain or if you've got a lack of energy and it's like bang 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 pain point mm-hmm. pain point. at some point like so, yeah you know, so it's like you already know who's getting on the phone with you and you're just able to ask the questions get the pain points in and then offer the solution to them exactly that yeah, yeah exactly that so i think you need to know who you're talking to and that and because otherwise a call can be really awkward oh <laughs> you know, it you definitely know, can points so like who is this bozo talking to me like, <laughs> <laughs> like exactly quick so i think again that's a learning process we've done it a few times i like it's 100 percent still a work in progress but yeah it's getting better um so in terms of the paid ads that's what we're doing at the moment and i guess that'll change seasonally and it will be very much like new year will hit and the marketing will be totally different and pre-summer will hit like around March time and you know, the marketing will be different then. So you just got to keep adapting it to the time of year and see what people are vibing with. But yeah, I think like with that one, I've seen that a less committal thing has been better for getting mm-hmm. people on the phone for now, just for me personally. Yeah. And also form on Facebook has been better than linking them to the website. So they were the two take homes with the recent campaigns that we've done. Um, and that's the paid stuff, I guess. I'd call that sort of fast lane marketing in terms of that it can be good, but it depends on how you angle it, the copy, the, you know, the creative, it really depends on all those variables and what the consumer, you know, wants at that moment. Cause you know, kind of like you just mentioned each season is different, you know, new year's, it could be, Hey, come in and, you know, crush your goals for 2023 or, you know, during midsummer, it's like, Hey, let's start getting you prepared for the next summer. If you haven't, you know, been consistent this summer. Right. So it really depends on the season. And I'm glad that you have understood that, you know, paid advertising is the way in this day and age. Cause a lot of gym owners, they're not up to date with it. They're like, no, I'm going to stick to word of mouth, the gorilla marketing, the grounds marketing. It's like, well, you realize that there's like 2 billion people on Facebook and mm-hmm. the, information there to target people is so crystal clear it's amazing so i'm glad to hear that in terms of the you know paid marketing how is that you know how has your experience been with it so far in terms of bringing clients in yep i'd say if we include website i actually pay for website and and things like um ads online through facebook as well it's probably still only been about 10 15 percent of my client base and okay. I'd say sort of 80%, uh, 85% has been through word of mouth. Um, so I'd say, I'd say it's still, it's still strongly more word of mouth. And I suppose that is because, you know, if you're talking about qualified leads coming through and all that kind of stuff, when someone, if, if you have a friend and they go and they're all of a sudden they're feeling really good and their skin's glow and they're like, yeah, I've got loads of energy. I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm seeing this guy, Mike, down the road. I was like, oh, you should get 100%. Like that is always going to be so much more powerful than an ad coming up generally speaking 
hundred percent, you know, like with word of mouth, the conversion rate is much higher because, you know, there's trust there. Cause you know, if someone says, Hey, go work out with this guy, then they're going to trust that person that brings like the certainty to that person. So it really helps a lot. Um, so I'm kind of curious with the paid advertising, how many people does that normally bring into your facility each week? I mean, cause you mentioned that's only about like 15% of your you know clientele. Yeah. So I'd say I'd probably run it monthly. So we've only run sort of paid ads for the last three months, really. Okay. The first, um, I only got two tasters. The second month, um, it was up to six. And now um, it's it's still on six, but there's an ad running at the moment. So, and that, and that's because we're sort of playing around with things. I think that ad's going to run better. Um, so yeah, so out, out of that conversion rate, sort of about 60, 70%. Um, okay. That's probably down to me not ha- not being used to having people coming through paid ads as often um, because like so we've only ramped up in the last three months or so because um, obviously that's different than, than a, a colleague or friend coming in or friend of a friend coming in um, um, into your facility because they kind of know what they're walking into and they kind of have that like you just said they have that trust built already exactly. um, so yeah so it's, it's, it's still a work in progress 100% but it is getting better awesome so you know for the listeners so that they can get a better understanding of the paid advertising realm of Facebook you know, how are the quality of like the leads that you're getting through the paid advertising? Like, are they high quality, low quality? What does that look like? I'd say lower than I thought okay. <laughs> initially. Again, it's getting better. But as I say, say for this last one, we've got, I've got 10 leads that I've called a few times each and I've had three of them book in for a taster. Uh, next week so that's so that that and I, and that is not bad and you know when I talk to other gym owners it's like you can have 20 leads maybe one or two will pick up and then you're chasing the other 18 because yeah. they've filled out a form I, I think with with paid advertising what I'd say and where I've seen a little bit of success and speaking to other people where the success have been is if you have a lead come through so on a form on Facebook or on your website try and call them that day or a, as soon as they put it down exactly. because um, I've just been off on paternity and the leads for some reason weren't being emailed to me. I check on Facebook. There's like eight leads that have come through and like some are like four or five days old. I'm like, oh. I just yeah. know exactly. a couple of them picked up, a couple of them picked up and they were like, Oh, I was, I was like, Oh yeah. You, you know, you've signed up for free health MOT. Like I was wondering if you want to talk a little bit about it. And they're like, Oh, um, I don't think I did. No. And then at that point it's like, it's really hard to drag them back because. Yeah. Cause they already forgot because it was five days yeah. ago. And I mean, let's just be real. If someone goes on like a Facebook advertisement, they're just pressing it because they want it at that moment. So yeah. it's best to call them like five minutes after they inquire. So it's right in the brain. Just boom. It's like, yeah. yeah 100%. If you can call them five minutes after, like get hot on the button because that is when their interest has peaked in that thing. Um, so I'd, I'd say, I'd say that's best thing to do. And yeah. And just, I think on a call as well, and I've been so guilty of this, like when you get someone on the phone that you don't know in that kind of position, it's really easy to just go talk, 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 and not mm-hmm. ask the questions. But the best calls I've had is where I've just sat back, just said, you know, uh, so you ask that, and like I said, ask those initial questions, like, are you suffering with low energy, joint pain, all that kind of stuff? And then they say, oh yes, my knee's hurting or something like that. Or it's have been feeling low recently. And I was like, okay, how's that been for you? And then just wait just mm. silence and just let them talk. Because- the silence is the best part of it too. Cause it yeah. makes them like uncomfortable. So they want to say something just to, you know, fill the dead air, basically the void. So yeah, it, it works really well. Yeah. 
hard for, so it's been hard for me to learn to do that again it's a work in progress i don't always get it right but it's a skill it's just being aware of that yeah i think so um so it's more about listening i think when you get on that call and just you know what is that person actually trying to say and once you get them talking it's like if they do have that knee pain or that energy it's like well you know you say well what would it be you know what would it mean to you if you were able to feel like you did before or if you had more energy or if you know you could run around like you used to or all those kind of things or and uh, you know the pain points run deep with people mm. you know it's like they want to play around and see their grandkids grow up because they've just had a health yeah. scare they've gone to the doctors and you know their cholesterol's high and their blood pressure's high and they're not sure what's happening so you know people you know it's like knowing that you really do have the solutions to you know um, the problems that people have um, and really believing in that I'd say that's the most important thing when you're talking to someone new hundred percent. So let's just say someone, you know, finds you on the Facebook or, you know, walks by your facility. What does the process look like from cold new lead to new paying member? What does that look like? So, uh, so, so, so no one's going to, so my facility is kind of like locked away. It's like in offices. So no one's going to walk past, but if say, uh, if it's say if it's a paid lead that's yep. come through Facebook, so, um, they, so yeah, they leave their uh, name and details. So I take email and phone number on the form on Facebook, and then, um, we'd have a call. We talk about loads of things that we've just discussed there. Yep. So like, you know, initially, you know, ask the questions, get into the pain points, see, you know, um, see what their exercise experiences, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And once you've had, you know, enough time to get to know them, book them in for a session. Yep. So I say, look, so I say, look, let's, let's come in. Like, I don't like to, I don't, I don't do like the uh, one call close things that people do. I yeah. don't do that. I like people to try and come down. I think that creates more trust mm-hmm. personally. More relationship. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So they come down for a session and then we go through stuff that's going to help them. And, you know, you want to do a bit of storytelling, you know, say that you've had clients similar um, to what they've had. Cause at this point I have, um, so I can, you know, draw on that experience. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. And then, yeah, if the session goes well at the end of the session, you go, how was that? how do you find it? And you hope that a lot of them are like, yes, it's good. Like I'm feeling good already. Um, and say, look, well, so for me, this is what I've um, started to do recently. I said, that's great. Um, I've really enjoyed having you here. It's been really good. It's obviously that it's obvious that there's some benefit for you, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I don't ask people to sign up straight away. I'll say, I'll say to them, look, you can have a 30 day trial. It's discounted. So you get 40% off the first 30 days. You come in, you get access to all the team classes. So you can come to the classes as well as your one-to-one sessions or pair sessions. Mm. Um, and then after that 30 days, we can have a catch up and see what you think. And I think 30 days is enough for someone to know whether your services are for them. Mm. And then it's on you to be able to be able to, re- you know, really sell to them what you do. I think 30 days, man, people really get the bug for it, you know? Most so extremely time. low pressure, letting me prospect, you know, think about it. And then, you know, when they come to that decision, like, okay, let's start working together. Let's, you know, have you be my client, my member. It's awesome. So second, the last question here for you, Mike, you know, when you first got into this business, what is that one piece of advice that you would give to your you know, younger self in terms of business? That's a really good question. You know, um, don't be afraid to take the risks. I was, I, if, if coronavirus didn't happen, I could have easily stayed at the commercial gym I was at because it was really cushy. Mm-hmm. Like it was a really cozy number. I had regular clients there. You have the upselling of, you know, the reception desk. And if, if you're the, if you're doing a lot of sessions, people upsell to you. So that was a really cozy number. And if coronavirus didn't happen, I didn't have that like kick up the arse and I might not have taken the risk. 
So, and, and again, it's like this year I had the chance to expand and I was able to take the risk. I think it's very rare that you actually take a risk and it goes wrong because you get kicked into action. Cause like the yeah. first time when left, you have to move, you have to, yeah. you have to there's no choice, man. You've got to do it. And that, you know, I had um, first baby incoming as well when I, when I started doing my own stuff um, after the commercial gym. So yeah, it was a pressure time, but yeah, it pushes you into action and you need that because otherwise you will, um, potentially stagnate. So I think for, you know, for people listening, if you're in that position, if, if you're at a commercial gym and you've thought about opening your own studio, it's probably, it's, do about, it. you know, it's time to do it. Yeah, it's time. If you're thinking about it, hundred percent, it's time to do it. Um, and the worst that goes wrong is it doesn't work out and you can go back to working in another commercial gym. Exactly. So like, always the, realize that your backup plan isn't that bad. Even that bad. You'll just be back where you were. Roughly. So, like, so be a risk taker. Don't be afraid. Take action and just do it. That's awesome. So yeah. last question, what are your short-term and long-term goals, you know, with your gym facility? Hmm. Like three to six months yeah. and then more of like a one to five year. Yeah. So three, to six months kind of touched on it a bit already. Um, but I'm looking yeah. to, so I'm at 28 active clients at the moment, looking to get that to 40. Mm-hmm. And at that point, then if I'm doing sort of more than 40, 45 hours a week coaching to get a staff member on board to take on some of that. So that's a six month plan um, to get to that point and then start looking at getting a staff member on board. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, within the next two years, I would like to be looking at a bigger facility. So at the moment, I've got about a 600 foot facility, which is mm-hmm. fine. Um, it would just about sort of if I played around with the kit and stuff, I'd be able to get two people working in there. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. Two years time, I'd like to be looking at a bigger facility, probably like four times the size. And then at that facility, it would mostly be hopefully a semi-private PT business model. So yeah, I'd like it to be. I'd like the semi-private stuff to be running in the lead up to that at the facility I'm at now, so that when I transition into uh, a bigger facility, I've already got the established semi-private client base, and I can just grow from there. So it's mm-hmm. viable from the start. Um, so that would be two years. And yeah, you know, at, at five years, I hope that. I hope that facility is thriving. Yeah. You know? 100% <laughs> business is doing good. Yeah. yeah, yeah so mainly yeah. right now, you know, bigger membership base and then, you know, a few years down the road, getting a larger facility, being able to maximize that and just thrive. Right. Yeah. And it's worth saying as well, is that you're always trying to, you know, everyone's trying to work towards, you know, like more freedom and flexibility and all the, you know, all those cliches and things. And yeah, absolutely. That's the way to go. So I think in five years time, I'd like to think, I'm taking more of a backseat role, like trying to, you know, plan the vision for maybe the next place. Yeah. Um, so coach, I think if you're coaching 40 hours a week, you're not going to have time to do that kind of stuff. So um, being able to step back and employ other really good people will be a really big challenge for me in the future. Um, but, I hope I but yeah, yeah that's, awesome. that's, you know, in terms of lifestyle, that's what everyone wants to be aiming more, more towards, right? You know? Well, awesome, so. Mike. I think it's a great place to start to wrap things up here in this episode. But before we sign off, where can the listeners find you on your social medias and your website? Yeah, sure. So on Instagram, it's Mike Noble PT. Uh, on Facebook, it's My Life Nutrition and Fitness. And the website is www.mylifenutrition.co.uk. So do check it out. I've got blogs, loads of posts going out about, you know, all the stuff we just spoke about. So yeah, do check it out. Yeah. Awesome, Mike. Thank you for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your story. And to everyone else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. 
Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.